Hey, welcome back to Dynasty Mode, brought to you by Monster Energy Drinks. I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. I'm... <laughs> and we are not brought to you by Monster Energy Drinks. But I've been thinking about doing an ad read for, for Anchor, our uh, host. I just haven't thought of doing it. But... Yeah, can we get in trouble for advertising just because we feel like it? Not necessarily get paid? I, th- I don't. Yeah, I think we could just promote what we like. Cool. You know, like, I, I know, like, every podcast promotes HelloFresh, but, like, I like HelloFresh. I use it. I like Guinness. Do you think we could get a... I don't really hear that many beer ads on podcasts. That's, that's weird to me. I don't, I don't get that. If any of our... Oh, actually, no, there's Bud Light ones on, uh, on some of them in Coors Light. So maybe just we got to reach out to Guinness for your sake. Get some, get some free beer. Yeah, we can have all of it. All, all of right. Um, how are you feeling after the uh, the quarter point in the season? I feel good. It's a really weird, really weird season. <laughs> I would say that is putting it lightly. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, don't know, I, kind of, I kind of feel like I'm a, on a raft at sea. Yeah, no we don't, we don't have this listed in the uh, – the outline, but I guess it's worth mentioning. Uh, we in the the league that we do together, and, and almost every league I do, uh, had some sort of provision for for COVID. Um, this past week, I just kind of sent out an email, and then today I created a Google Sheet where people can just put their subs in so that they're all there. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, my my thoughts on the substitutes are: it still requires a level of skill. And fantasy football should be fun and no fun. Like right now, like COVID sucks, like beyond, beyond fantasy football. Like if I can take the COVID out of football, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was, that was my intent. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, And I definitely think that COVID's hurting dynasty a lot less than it would for redraft for I like redraft leagues must be like, I mean, I'm in a few, but they're, they're not great right now. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to make probably more trades than ever in redraft leagues. And yeah. maybe it's just because I feel as though I'm a little more informed since we started doing this podcast. But um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we have football this weekend. Hopefully we have football yeah. every weekend. Um, but also while keeping people safe. Yeah, what's the over-under for how many games are going to get canceled this week? I'm going to guess two. Two? Well, one is already kind of on the rocks. Do the, the Patriots I mean, that's they're going to play? I mean, as of now, they think they are. I, my suggestion They have, like, two quarterbacks that have it, right? Or, I mean, the whole Titans team is infected, and then um, – the uh, the Patriots have a couple players. My my suggestion to the NFL would be, since it's Bills, uh, Titans this week and Patriots, Broncos. Mm-hmm. Why not switch it to Broncos Bills, <laughs> and um, figure out a way to make Patriots Titans happen later on in the season that doesn't happen perhaps you know that's just a punishment for those two teams yeah i don't know that's 
I feel like the rest of the league would be angry. Oh, yeah. Depending. Yeah. Who knows? There's a reason why that's not our job. Um, speaking of jobs, Bill O'Brien no longer has a job, which maybe not necessarily huge long-term ramifications in Dynasty, but the, uh, the short-term is I can't imagine David Johnson's stock uh, improving here on out. He made that trade. Nobody really yeah. cares. I mean, he must that. have been fired basically because of that trade, right? Well, I saw today that he uh, – apparently he and J.J. Watt got in a – argument and practice last week and uh there was a player revolt and part oh. of me says uh jj watt what what have you done in the past three years other than get incredibly hurt but, he's, a, he's a leader he's been leading from uh the locker room uh, yeah he's been leading with his like limbs falling off i mean i don't think i i given the rough start i would have maybe given him another week or two 0-4 is a big hole to dig out of, but the first three certainly um, yeah. were rough. Uh, maybe he could have turned it around. Yeah, Partly, I would, what? Yeah, I would have expected Gase to get fired before he did. It's pretty well, crazy. Do you think there would be like anything more Jets than for them to have Gase play out the year, fire him, and instead of bringing in an offensive mind like the coordinator in Baltimore or Kansas City, who's done great things yeah, with mobile quarterbacks, to hire Bill O'Brien because he's a veteran. and uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I, I still feel as though he would be better than Gase, and he's done pretty great things with Deshaun Watson, and that, yeah. that's definitely something, you know, worth – arguing for his cause for that job, but I personally would want one of those offensive minds who's turned Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson into not even just fantasy superstars, but uh, superstars. Super, yeah. So, superstars, superstars. Uh, let's talk about some old superstars. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had his big bounce back game, three touchdowns, uh, one of which was on a rush, and one of which was passed to him by Jarvis Landry. And if you can't figure out where I'm going with this, I would say sell high if there's a fool in your league and do not buy based on that. Uh, I think despite scoring like 50-ish points, the Browns only passed for about 200 yards. And I think like about a quarter of those were that pass from Landry to uh, Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah. Baker didn't wasn't even the one to make that that throw. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean that that's good play calling. I still think plays like that should happen more. Uh, friend sure. of the pod, the guy and I were talking about how if we ran a football team, we would have basically every skill position capable of running, throwing, catching. Every, every skill position would have been a previous quarterback who didn't didn't quite make it as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. We were talking about players like Edelman, Ward. Um, gosh, I can't remember who else. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. Those, you know, all these these guys. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Todd Gurley just keeps falling into the end zone. Um, I think if you can trick someone into 
you know, going for him, I would, but I wouldn't buy him. I don't think he's going to average, you know, mid-teen touchdowns like he's on track for. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm more into Gurley than I am OBJ. Uh, I, th- I thought he actually looked pretty good in the few games I've watched uh, that he played in. Um, I don't know. I, I Another thing is Dan Quinn could be out of a job pretty soon there. And if he's out of yeah. a job, it, it could be the same situation as David Johnson. Yeah. I would still be making little moves trying to acquire Brian Hill. I think he Yeah, but how much is that like Yeah, it's that defense that's just like killing them. Like their offense is fine. Right. And I think it's but I think it's worth noting that a formerly premier pass catching back in Todd Gurley isn't catching passes in a pass happy offense that is often behind. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like the the West Coast style of uh, like football doesn't really doesn't really work anymore. If you actually want to win games, like you're always gonna bump up against teams that are gonna like just keep matching you. And by West Coast, I mean like West Coast basketball, not the actual football West Coast. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple more topics before we get into uh, what we told you we would get into this week, which is, you know, kind of ranking the running backs. Uh, but uh, Mike Davis has done a pretty awesome job filling in for Christian McCaffrey. So my question for you is, do you think once McCaffrey comes back that Mike Davis eats into his role? Because last year, McCaffrey basically never left the field. And while I don't think that's the reason why he got injured, I think it's beneficial to the the Carolina Panthers organization Mm -hmm. to take some of the load off of him. And if Mike Davis is capable, which he's shown he has, that kind of makes sense. But what are you thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, if I was them, I would definitely do that. I would want to keep both of them fresh. Uh, McCaffrey, I mean, he – he played so much last year that I, I, I'm not surprised at all that he's like a little banged up this year, like this early. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't keep playing like that and not start to, to get like pick up these minor injuries, even like the next year. I guess, but I mean, he rolled his ankle. I mean, that that's going to happen to any player. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just don't think, I, I don't think like long term, his, his long term like uh, health is necessarily something we should count on based off of his previous uh, seasons. Yeah, for sure. And I think luckily they seem to have found something in Mike Davis. Who? Yeah. I I don't really recall what he was much like last year in Chicago, other than he was there. But he seemed pretty competent with the Seahawks, and it just seemed like he eventually kind of lost the the job to Chris Carson. And it was more so just because Carson was better, not because Mike Davis was bad. Yeah. Yeah, and his, um, I haven't watched a lot of Mike Davis film yet, but would you – what sort of like uh, – is he like a zone? 
I mean, he's just basically. I mean, so far, if you, you know, he's doing everything that Christian McCaffrey does just like at 90%. So part of me thinks he's just on fire and he's doing a really good job. And, you know, momentum happens. You you get in a good headspace and what have you. But he's, you know, catching the ball. He's running the ball. And ultimately, I think it's a good thing for the Panthers, but kind of not a great thing for McCaffrey owners in the sense that part of the appeal of McCaffrey above, like, Kamara, Zeke, uh, Cook, et cetera, was the fact that he really never left the field. Whereas somebody like Kamara or Elliot has a, a Tony Pollard or a Latavius Murray. And now, you know, there's a, a Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Uh, yes. So last thing before we get into the, the running backs in more depth, let's talk Washington football team quarterback. Ugh. Sorry, falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Part of me. Uh, I mean, I'm going to defer to you. This is your team. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll just lead out with, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like they're trying to motivate Haskins because they made him the third string quarterback. So Alex Smith is higher on the depth chart than him. So maybe they're just trying to light a fire under him. Like yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting next week. And I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start again this season. It's right. I think what's crazy about Kyle Allen is he could lose his job at halftime. Sure. And I don't, this is part of my whole thing with not understanding middling. If, (laughs) if Haskins isn't your guy, there's even less of a chance that Kyle Allen is your guy. And Alex Smith is not the guy. Yeah. Maybe they decided to tank. Well, but wouldn't you want to tank with Haskins? Yeah, but they might be afraid he'll win win some games. Like, well, that would be that would be better, in my opinion. I would. Yeah, so if they were, you know, let's say they finish three and thirteen, and Haskins starts all sixteen games, then clearly yeah. he's just not very good. Let's say they play, you know, dosi do with all of them. Is Haskins any good? Is Allen any good? No, but we have the the eighth pick instead of the first pick. Yeah. Or Haskins stays in there and they finish six and ten. And maybe you see something positive. Not that that's even great, but it feels like they pull the plug so early on these guys, and perhaps it's because it's it's not Ron Rivera's guy. Yeah, I mean, he might just not like his attitude and how he's adjusting. Uh, Haskins also, was he not, he was drafted because he went to the same high school as Snyder's son or something, isn't that correct? I don't think so. I think he, on a lot of people's boards going into the draft, not necessarily team sports, but a lot of uh, pundits boards. He was like the number two running, uh, quarterback, and he fell to fifteen, and they picked him there because they needed a quarterback. Uh, maybe it's there's a coincidence that he went to the same high school. Maybe that introduced some bias, but I 
think he probably still would have been picked in the first round. So let me find – I found a quote from him, and he said um, – Although Haskins grew up a Giants fan, he has some interesting ties to the Redskins. According to Haskins, he wouldn't mind playing for Washington, and that's because he's pretty good friends with the son of owner Daniel Snyder. Actually, Snyder, his son, went to my high school, so I'm pretty good friends with him. I went to high you school in Maryland. You need your bank. Oh, there's an ad. top-rated app is right here, so you can check your balance, deposit checks, pay bills, or transfer right, well, money. When you don't need your bank... There's an advertisement brought to you by Capital One. <laughs> but my first spot yeah i feel as though how do you have a vote of confidence in why you were picked if you kind of start off with the idea that you're there because you're friends with the owner's son like nepotism yeah. is the reason yeah i guess that would not that would not do well in the locker room I don't think it would do well in the locker room. I also might question whether or not he feels, you know, slightly entitled because of that. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess we just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think uh, Alex Smith is going to start at some point this season? Yes. And I think. What if he's really good? I don't think he'll be bad. I think Alex Smith was a very competent quarterback for a very long time, and I think that injury was absolutely brutal, and I think that people want him to get a redemption. Yeah. And if they're losing, why not put him in there? Yeah, he was always, he was always outstanding on the, the Chiefs, and somehow he was still like easily draftable every year. Yeah, he was also a guy who I think was kind of better at fantasy than he was at real football. Sure. And that might have been the the fact that, you know, he was the, the 15th, 16th best quarterback in the NFL. But Yeah. The, but then the, you got a discount on him in fantasy, even though he, right. he was good for fantasy. Right. You ready to, uh, to give the people what they want? Running back uh, for the, the next – bit of time in our lives sounds good yeah all right so we broke it down we decided to look at the the running backs this year next year and then in three years three years was a little bit tough just because you know that the position has humongous (laughs) turnover so uh kevin also gave us his picks uh he's he's still off that boarding school serving out his sentence from his parents oh but uh we all unanimously have alvin Kamara as our number one back for the rest of the season mm-hmm. uh number two we all have ezekiel elliott uh myself and kevin we have aaron jones dave you have dalvin cook mm-hmm. uh it gets a little bit all over the place here but for the most part it's uh the top 10 is rounded out by Clyde edwards Lair, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. We still have Christian McCaffrey in there. Uh, we have Derrick Henry. And then, yeah. uh, did I say Josh Jacobs? I think I might have, but if I didn't, uh, I have him. 
Yeah. And the, uh, the two, the two differences that you and I have in our, our top in, these are very far down. These yeah. are to the bottom, but, uh, you have Chris Carson and Joe Mixon. I have <laughs> James Robinson and Kareem Hunt. Uh, do you want to argue for Chris Carson and Joe Mixon against Robinson and Hunt both? Sure. Sure. Um, uh, I see Carson and Mixon as established three down backs. Um, and, and they'll have some ups and downs, but I think at the end of the year that they have as good a chance as anyone to end up in the top 10. Um, Hunt, I kind of feel like I don't, I don't really feel like he's a three down back. I think he, he paired well with uh, Chubb, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily buying in. I think he will be a top 15 running back, but I think there's a lot of competition in that like eight, seven through 15 area. Did I, you're, you're like grinning. Oh no, I was, I was laughing. <laughs> message I got. Oh, um, and Robinson, uh, he's definitely promising, um, but I just haven't seen enough. Like, I, I'm not ready to project him into the top 10 based off of uh, a few games this year. But Yeah, honestly, so um, Carson, I just question because it seems like they want to throw the ball a ton and mm-hmm. his ability to stay healthy um, I have questions about that. I do think Rashad Penny act eventually shows uh, up in the line, you know, on the field, and there's that. Yeah. Uh, when so we made we talked about doing this. I made the list prior to last week's games, and then uh, some injuries happened. Originally, uh, Robinson and Hunt were not in my list. It was Eckler and Chubb. And Hunt, to me, feels like the perfect replacement for Chubb because he's going to assume some of Chubb's workload while maintaining what he was doing. Sure. I think she uh, – that she – he <laughs> he is just going to – that offense is designed around running the ball. Uh, yeah. They're earnest – believe what's his last name the Ernest uh picked him up in the league let me see what his name is the Ernest Johnson came in and and filled in I just think they have a pretty good running uh offensive line they want to run the ball uh Baker Mayfield can't really throw the ball but they're putting up points so all in all I think Hunt is pretty good um Robinson was was is just absolutely insane to project him at this point. It's odd because I have him in the top ten now. I don't have him in the top ten for next year, mm-hmm. but then I do have him there for three in three years. But that's kind of just because it's hard to project who's gonna be there in three years without trying to project college players in. But it's so hard to do sure. that given we have no idea where they're going to land. You know, I don't think Dobbins, um, you know, I think last year at this point in time, you might've been like, Oh, you know, Dobbins is going to be a workhorse back for a team. And right now he's barely seeing the field for a team. 
Yeah. No, it, it's just so hard to project that. Without happen. knowing the landing spot even. Yeah. Um, I will say that James Robinson to me feels like the guy most likely to fall out of this top 10 uh, just because he, he snuck in and he kind of took the spot of Miles Sanders, who is my guy I could see jumping in. Um, but ultimately, after what seemed like a, a down week for him, he was still really good. He was, yeah. you know, he still got over um, 100 total yards. He was still catching the ball. I think the Jags are kind of coming back to earth, even if they ever left earth. Um, and I still fear that uh, Chris Thompson will get some of the, the passing down work. And uh, the one player that both you and I don't have – that Kevin does have in his is Jonathan Taylor. So I guess we could talk about him a tiny bit. Yeah. I've uh, had him in there for a while, and then I was like, nah, I actually kind of feel like he isn't going to be a top 10 running back like I want him to be. In general or just this year? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, like, quite see it happening. I think he has the talent. I think if they, like – gave him the like a if they just ran the offense through him i think he would be but i don't see that happening yeah that, that colts team is very interesting to me in the sense that the offensive line doesn't look quite as dominant as people thought still good yeah why hilton is bad yeah harris campbell got hurt michael pittman got hurt uh marlon mack got hurt Philip Rivers is, you know, shell of himself. So while I'm still projecting Jonathan Taylor high, and he's as good a guy as anybody to sneak back into this top, you know, sneak into the top 10, mm -hmm. he, he ultimately probably is, in my opinion, for the rest of the season, like 13, 14. Yeah. But uh, I mentioned it quickly. Uh, we both, none of us have him on here. And the player that I could see sneaking back in, and Kevin and I both agreed, was Miles Sanders. Uh, my reasoning is it's really easy to defend that team right now because of all the injuries. There's nobody for Carson Wentz to pass to. The offensive line is super beat up. So I think he's a super talented player. I think if he continues to have a down season – absolutely buy up as much Miles Sanders as you can in Dynasty because once they have uh, their, their line in order, inject some new probably top-level talent given the fact that they probably should have some pretty good draft capital, I think uh, he, he'll bounce back big time. Um, who do you see maybe sneaking in that you didn't put into your top ten? Yeah, I like I like Miles Sanders there. Um that that sounds pretty good, but uh, yeah, I um, I guess I could I could see Hunt going in, but I could see I don't know I could Taylor I could see Taylor going in. There's a lot of players. I did have Chubb in there, but he's hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I th I actually think Dobbins could, and I think. Uh, Connors could. Yeah. The, the sneaky guy who 
I still think he might be able to get at a discount is Antonio Gibson. But he's fine in the end zone. He's catching the ball. He's not getting a ton of rushes because that's not what's going on there. But at the end of the day, the stat line looks pretty good at the end. Um, yeah. You know, in PPR leagues, he was getting about 20 – he got about 20 points this past week. Nice. And for a guy who, depending upon when you did your draft, you might have got in the third round, uh, seems seems pretty um, – Good value. Good value. And if, if they just keep feeding him the ball, I think that's a thing. Uh, did anybody who made your list surprise you? Uh, Mixon. <laughs> I, I could I could see him not being in the top ten. Uh, and Carson. Uh, but that's about it. Was there anybody who, when you like put it together, you couldn't believe how high you ranked them? <sighs> yeah. Uh, For me, I was it was. Surprised, I was. I was surprised I ranked Henry as low as I did. But he seems I mean, like... well, it's tough because he's only played three games opposed to the four that the other teams have had, and they've that's true. They've had some injuries. But he hasn't been that efficient. Not like I mean, maybe later in the year he'll pick up some steam. Um, I'm actually a player that I I uh, think could make it into the top ten. That uh, I would say Mostert when he comes back. Yeah, he looked he looked great before. Uh, or he, he he hit the Got injury, the yeah. injury list. Does McKinnon doing pretty okay in the the system scare you at all when you say that? No, because Monster had like another gear. Like when he gets loose, he's like, yeah, he's I'm like next level, crazy fast. Yeah, I just I just think uh, Monster has better vision. All right. My my thing was uh, Aaron Jones being as high as he is in our rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when we he's, he's not sexy, but but he is. He's killing it. Yeah, I mean the thing was he was he was ranked way outside the top five, and when we looked at you know trying to project players who could make giant leaps like he did last year. The question I asked myself was, why not him again? And he is doing it again. And I don't think it's like completely crazy for him to be a top 10 back, given what he did last year. But for me to have him at three uh, sure. is crazy. And obviously some of that is because the two people who would probably be in the top five are out of it. So um, I know that that surprised me. Yeah, that is that is surprising. I don't know. But, I don't know. He, he's, he's, I don't think this is the first time he's been in, like, the top five. Oh, for sure. I mean, he finished, I think, third overall last year, depending yeah. on your format. And he was definitely top five. So, all right, let's, let's move on to next year. Um, our lists are pretty similar. Not, not in order, but... No, not in order. There's no point yeah. putting them in order. Um, both of us had Jonathan Taylor jump in. Um, and the only difference in my list for next year and yours, I believe, is I have Miles Sanders and you still have Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we've kind of both talked about both of those guys. Um, so just to go over other than those guys we have, um, although oh, you have, I took Chubb out of it as well and, um, and have Aaron Jones. You don't have Aaron Jones. At this point, I'm going to believe in Aaron Jones until I don't. Sure, sure. Uh, but otherwise, it's Kamara, Elliott, Cook, Edwards, Alaire, Barkley, Jacobs, McCaffrey, and Taylor. Um, yeah, it's not so much that I don't believe in Aaron Jones. I just think this, like, the next generation of running backs is just going to start squeezing people out of the out of the top ten. Yeah, the um, you know the guy who I had fall out of mind and and Jonathan Taylor replaced was Derrick Henry. Uh, you also no longer have Derrick Henry in there. And uh, is it for the same reason that I do? Just I feel like... He's, border, he's borderline. I, yeah, I would not... I'm not surprised if he's... I would be surprised if he wasn't top 20, but I think there will definitely be some somewhere. Yeah. Um, the other players that I can kind of see jumping into this are... J.K. Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. We both kind of touched on them. I'm yeah. like, like, Dobbins is very odd. They seem to trust Gus Edwards more than him right now because Mark Ingram has been bad. Um, mm -hmm. But the offense in general has not been uh, playing like it did last year. They're still great. But we've seen the regression in uh, Mark Andrews. We've seen it in Lamar Jackson. I think people would have kind of liked to have seen more out of Marquise Brown. And perhaps if we were seeing more out of those guys, perhaps J.K. Dobbins would be seeing the field some more. But because that's not the case, it seems like they're going with the more reliable Gus Edwards, which is... I mean, you you picked Dobbins uh, in our rookie draft in the league. We're in together. You uh, well, you also picked Taylor. Who are you feeling better about at this point? I feel better about Taylor at this point. I, I like him more as a running back, but I think Dobbins probably actually has higher upside long term, just because I think he's more versatile. Although, and um, uh, Taylor has shown that he can actually catch the ball, which a lot of people didn't think he would do this year. Well, it's um, crazy. The majority of his his catches were in week one. He caught like six or seven passes in week one. And then I think he's caught like one or two the past two weeks. Yeah. And yeah, it's different. That offense has been real weird. Like yeah. their, their game plan hasn't been at all what I expected. Yeah, I, I, I really expected them to be better. But I guess when you've had injuries at the wide receiver position like they've had, I think yeah. your second and third option go down while also having your first option realistically play like a second or third option. Yeah, then you become too one-dimensional, I guess. And then also, Jack Doyle was a, a decent piece of that team, and now he is being uh, – seemingly replaced by Mo Alley Cox, but Mo Alley Cox really actually 
is just a touchdown dependent guy too. Yeah. But he's looked good. Yeah. All right. I, I like how he looks more than I like how Doyle looks. For sure. I, I think, you know, the, the weird trajectory has him, um, you know, he's figuring out how to play and perhaps he is the, the next Jimmy Graham ask. I mean, he's absolutely enormous. Yeah. Um, as a red zone threat, I would absolutely want him. Yeah. And like Doyle, like he's a tight end, but he's not like the kind of tight end that I always thought of as like a weapon. Right. <clears throat> he's uh, like the guy, the guy who catches a touchdown and you're like, ugh. Yeah. He definitely has never projected to be much of anything. So anything he's ever done has kind of seemed like uh, a bonus. Yeah. But, but I always feel like he's taking taking a touchdown away from some other player that I actually like want to be paying attention to. Hmm. <laughs> All right. And then you want to uh you want to look at three years down the line? Sure. Yeah, this was three down the year th- three years down the line is hard. Actually this whole activity was hard. Yeah, I mean I think it I think the, the, the top four or five is really easy and then it was pretty difficult um yeah well it's been like like this year there's been like a tier that like the top four or five players have been pretty easy but then like six through like 16 are like pretty similar right all right so the names that we haven't heard yet that i have in here are uh swift yep i added deandre swift uh Taylor and Gibson are in it as well mm-hmm. as um, Dobbins. Oh, and I have Darrell Henderson. Yeah, you have Henderson. I, I like I like him the most out of any of those Rams running backs. I think a lot of the, the players we've already named will be out of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of weird in the sense that, like – you could tell me that James Robinson is top five next year or, or in three years. Cause he, he's looked that good through four weeks that he could be the real deal. Yeah. And then if you told me he uh, was playing in the XFL, I'd be like, that adds up to. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm more worried about acres. Uh, I, I see acres as a project that if he hits, he's a superstar. And so it kind of made me downgrade both of them. I can see that. It's interesting. I, uh, I believe it's William and Mary started running a, a formation with two running backs in the backfield. Uh, honestly, all I saw was a tweet about it. But I'm like slightly surprised that more teams aren't using two running back formations, especially when you have... The Wildcat. Well, just if you could put, you know, instead of a fullback, instead of a, um, you know, a third wide receiver, you can always have the guy line up back there and, you know, potentially go out for a pass. Um, sure. You know, just yeah, become. That's where, that's where those quarterback running backs are extra valuable. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. 
The one name that I don't have in my top 10, which is obviously a, uh, a big time, not a mission because I, I chose to leave him out, but I do not have Saquon Barkley in my top 10. I don't know if you wrote him last because you <laughs> might not be in it either or just because you were kind of looking at my list and then going off and realized that I didn't have Barkley, so you had to put him in. So what is Barkley, you think, falling off or just uh, – he just I mean, be the last guy you wrote down. Bar- yeah, he was like a little bit of both. I mean, barring – the fact that his injury actually has long-term consequences, I don't see how he's not a top 10 running back in the next three years. But I could also see him, like I traded him away this year because I was worried about him getting hurt because I don't like his style of uh, running. Right. Well, so here is part of, and I, I said this that we're going to talk about it in the off season, but I'll, I'll I'll get into it a little bit right now. So Saquon Barkley is in the third year of his career. He <laughs> has missed pretty significant time at this point. He'll have that's that's true. He'll have missed half of basic, almost half of his career has been injured. I think by the end of this. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, so there there's that. Then. He's going to come into his fourth year and the rumblings are going to be that he's going to want a new contract. Are you going to want to give him a new contract after, um, you know, three years where he was injured for half of them? Like you're going to want him to prove it in his yeah. fourth year. And then I don't think that's realistic with the salary cap going down. And then on top of that, the offensive line is absolutely terrible. So if you have to pay enormous money to keep a talent like Saquon Barkley, then you don't have the money to rebuild the offensive line, which makes Saquon Barkley worthless. Yeah, and if they weren't willing to sign OBJ to a big contract for similar reasons. All right, and I mean, OBJ actually had a decently, you know, his contract was pretty reasonable, and they just shipped him out of town. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I think Saquon Barkley could be number one in three years. But there's so many red flags for me based on injury-prone, where he is, what the projection for the future looks like. Um, I kind of feel like he's more Le'Veon bell than a Ladanian Tomlinson or Adrian Peterson. And if you told me it ended up just like a mess, like Le'Veon Bell's career has been the past three years. Sure. Um, that that's enough to make me think that beyond the fact that I was able to say Kamara Henderson, Swift, Edward Zolaire, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, JK Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey is my top 10. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be five, eight running backs who pop up into this conversation as well. Sure. And uh, that's what just makes me think that Saquon could be out. And it makes me seem like I'm trying to be a hot take artist by having the number two guy out of the top 10 in three years. 
I just don't personally love the projection for the future for them. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it might be a coin toss. I mean, things change real fast in the NFL, especially in fantasy. Yeah, if I were, uh, you know, we'll talk more, but um, if I were a Saquon owner right now, I would be trying to make a move at the draft next year when people are trade happy. Maybe they miss out on, you know, that they're that pick who has to make, uh, either has to pick the first wide receiver or has to pick between a, uh, a lesser running back and what have you. Maybe you can really just, you know, take him to the cleaners for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel good. At the time that I traded him away, I felt it just felt dirty. <laughs> but as more time goes on, I feel like better and better about it. Yeah, I mean it's tough to tra- I mean it's tough a way to, to it's tough to trade away a guy who's at his peak and maybe staying at his peak, but so far you have won that trade. Yeah. Um, I I probably shouldn't have though. Well, I mean, you, I think for a trade to actually be a good trade for both sides, you both have to be kind of uncomfortable about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but there's uh, there's that. Um, anything you you think could crazy happen in three years? Crazy? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott wouldn't be crazy. To, I mean, he's he's getting up there. Yeah, he's and he has a lot of wear. He has, yeah, he has more carries than Henry. Yeah, and who we both don't have in here. Um, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott does feel to me more like a Ladanian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, NFL, you know, super long career. It just seems like he was built to play the position. Mm. Yeah, but uh, do you have uh, a waiver wire acquisition or two for? For our for this list week, man. yeah, uh, n- not we're this the, week. <laughs> we're, we're at the point where you're probably not gonna find a whole ton of them. Um, Jeff, I wish Smith, I had acted on my one last week, but Jeff Smith is interesting. He brought uh, he caught seven of nine targets last week for 81 yards for the Jets. Um, he is on that team and there is uh no healthy people to catch the ball from Joe Flacco. Sure. But that's uh, probably their softest matchup. And I mean I but I think when you when you look at a player like that, you have to think it somebody has to catch a couple balls. You know, there's gonna be, you know, fifteen completions in almost any football game anyways. If he's the best at it, he's probably gonna get a bunch of catches. Yeah. And well, Mims should come back at some point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're if you're picking him up and you have to start him, um, you're you're in rough shape. The uh, the other two who I actually think are maybe more worth picking up were were Ernest Johnson, who I already mentioned. I just mm-hmm. he uh, if they if they want to keep a two person run heavy attack going. Uh, 
he seemed like a guy to have happen, have that happen. And then Cam Brait, uh, he caught a touchdown this week and that, uh, that was about it. But with AJ Howard, uh, OJ Howard hurt and, uh, Gronkowski being a shell of himself, Brady liking to throw uh, to to tight ends, as well as I think every single one of their wide receivers this week uh, missed practice today, and they play tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this tomorrow, it will be today. Um, so, what do you feel about uh, Damian Harris? I feel like Damian Harris and Dynasty is already rostered everywhere. Um, maybe you get lucky and you can pick him up. Uh, the fact that he's probably, he did is stands a chance that he slash the Patriots don't play this weekend might work out in your favor. Yeah. Uh, had a great, great camp. Um, looked pretty good against a good chiefs defense. And, you know, I guess if you could get him, this is probably the, lo- you know, the best price you're going to get on them. Yeah. And it's not often that you potentially get a running back off the waiver wire. That's startable. Yeah. Also worth mentioning, and perhaps somebody uh, dropped him based on the fact that there was so much Joshua Kelly hype and he was hurt at the beginning of the year. Um, Justin Jackson is, is probably already rostered in most leagues, but if he isn't, uh, if it was a case of somebody cut him because the, you know, it looked like he was the third down guy, maybe they needed to pick somebody up. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I guess also Robert Tanyan, who is <laughs> number one tight end. Um, I have to say I picked him up at the beginning of the season when I heard that he was going to be the pass catching tight end, tight end one in Green Bay. He didn't do anything after week one. Um, I cut him. He was not there oh. when I went back for him, oh. which is fine. Yeah, um, I ended up with Dalton Schultz, which is also yeah. I think you're just gonna see that these guys could be like last year's Tyler Higby. They they hit for streaks. They hit for periods. Um, you know, maybe the, a good connection forms, but it's not a long-term thing. Yeah. Um, just like Higby wasn't, you can't imagine Robert Tanyan's going to be catching three touchdowns maybe ever again in a game. Cause that's crazy. And with Devonte Adams coming back after the bye week, that's going to eat into his catches. Uh, Alan Lazard eventually will eat into his, not to say that he couldn't be, he's probably worth starting at this point. If you don't yeah. have um, Kittle or Andrews, Waller, et cetera. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess after not having that many uh, waiver wire pickups, there was actually quite a few. Or at least potential ones. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, none of them are usually that sexy this, at this point in the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is where Dynasty and Redraft really show their differences at this point because you're basically not able to get anything good. And yeah. at this point, but what do you want to do next week? You want to talk top wide receivers, top quarterbacks, future? 
I think we'll just skip tight ends because there's not even 10 good ones and it's not really worth. Yeah, tight ends hard. I, I, so we're just going to skip that. Let's do wide receivers first. I'd like to see the quarterbacks for another another two weeks. Yeah, so we'll do wide receivers. Let's do we'll we'll do more than ten just because I think top well maybe we'll do top fifteen or twenty. Yeah, wide receivers so deep. Yeah. Definitely absolutely if you're in a league and it's only two wide receivers, that's a mistake at this point because there's just so much insane wide receiver depth. And in my redraft league, I look at my bench and it's full of amazing players that you can start at wide receiver. And then I look to trade them with people. And because it's only two, uh, two wide receiver league, almost nobody needs. Yeah, they're not worth much. Yeah. And you should want to maximize value. You want to have it so that every player actually has, you know, a, a true value where you can get – what they're worth rather than somebody being like, yeah, I don't really feel like that. Yeah. 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 It would almost, uh, the way the league changes, it'd almost be worthwhile to have a league that the, the roster kind of changes based off of, uh, actual, actual like performance in the NFL. Yeah. So if we're not going to do the, the, the quarterbacks next week, and this is like kind of a funny thing to end it with, but I, I, Last week I asked you if you thought that even in one quarterback leagues, it might be worth getting the elite wide receivers. I mean, the the elite quarterbacks earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the stats that I think uh, blew me away that I saw was there's a 13% jump in points from the quarterback position this year. So if you are able to turn some of that 13%, which is a giant leap. Yeah. Into your... But it might not be real at this point. It might still just be a, a blip. I, I'm, st- I'm not a hundred percent on board with it. Like that's worth like, but I kind of feel as though you should have been drafting Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, before you were drafting David Montgomery, Todd Gurley. Sure that you were way better off getting one of those guys than being like, Oh, I got to get a second running back to plug in when you could be just, you know, sit, wait, pay attention and get a miles Gaskin. Yeah. But, and I think, but you're also happy if you got like a Kyler Murray. Oh, for sure. But I, I, I think it's, it's hard to tell because, you, if nobody's valuing them, then it doesn't. You shouldn't be valuing them either. But I think you'd be much happier with Dak as your starting quarterback right. than Todd Gurley as your second running back. Yeah, yeah. But this is a dynasty podcast. This isn't redraft. That's not what any <laughs> ten to twelve people. Quarter, quarterbacks are worth even less in dynasty unless you have a two quarterback or super flex. Well. I, so, this is getting long-winded, but I would disagree. In general, yes, but your league could be like ours, where it's a one-quarterback league, but quarterbacks are treated as gold, and nobody wants to move them. There's not a single one available on the waiver wire. These are benches that are so deep. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. Um, 
So we're getting long-winded. We'll, uh, we'll end this. We'll, we'll come back to you with wide receivers. That one's going to be harder than running backs, I think. But it'll be yeah. easier to project long-term, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cool. See you guys right. next week. Bye.